Horseshoe Lake, written Sunday, March 22nd, 2011, at 6.27 p.m. This chapter was written in the library of Princeton Theological Seminary, which was altogether fitting because Princeton is where my friendship with Reverend Courtney Clayton Jenkins reached new heights. Courtney is another dear friend from Cleveland, and like Amanda, Court had been waiting for me to come home so that she could wrap her loving arms around me. Courtney had been involved from the moment that Kesner died. My mom called Courtney immediately after she learned that I found Kesner, and within minutes, Courtney was on the phone with Clay, Monet, and Jesse, encouraging them to get to me quickly. She was also called several times during the 10-day waiting period, from death to funeral, and she was one of the few friends that said I could call her in the middle of the night if I couldn't sleep or needed to talk. I would take her up on that later. So I was finally home and I could see my friend face to face. She called me almost immediately after I arrived and she invited me to lunch. We didn't go out to eat, rather she planned a picnic lunch at Horseshoe Lake. Horseshoe Lake is a peaceful nature reserve in the heart of Shaker Heights. It's just minutes from my house, yet I hadn't been there in years. It was a beautiful day and Court had prepared an elaborate spread. I can't remember everything that she pulled out of that picnic basket, but I do recall an unforgettable homemade black bean salsa and a really delicious sparkling pink lemonade. Court brought a big basket and we spread it out in the grass by the lake. The two of us sat there on the blanket surrounded by her gourmet spread and we ate and talked. It was such a comfort to be with my friend on that beautiful day in the park. Courtney is a pastor and in that moment, just days after the funeral, she offered me the pastoral care that I so desperately needed. To tell you about Courtney, I have to go back to the womb. Courtney often introduces me as her friend from the womb. We grew up together and first came to know each other through our mutual involvement in the Cleveland chapter of Jack and Jill of America. My early impressions of Courtney remind me of the song, Anything You Can Do, I Can Do Better. I'm laughing because it always just seemed this way. Anything that I was good at, Courtney was better at. Case in point, at Jack and Jill teen conferences, Court and I were among the few children that would actually compete in the oratorical competitions. Without fail, I would always come in third place, having performed some rendition of a Maya Angelou classic. And Courtney would always come in first place, having written and performed an original piece. Courtney is a firecracker, and we all knew it very early on. Court and I continued to live parallel lives, both ending up at Spelman College and then Princeton Theological Seminary. In seminary, we began to interact more frequently and to learn each other differently. I was so thankful to be there with her. Courtney is my spiritual soul's sister, and we have both been through a lot. But I rejoice in our trials. Our ministries are richer because of them. Courtney is a confidant, and I seek her advice in many matters of pastoral care. And on that day in the park, the care was for me. As we continued our conversation on the picnic blanket by the lake, we laid down on our backs and looked at the open blue sky. I asked Courtney, do you ever feel your father's presence? I was desperately looking for affirmation that these supernatural feelings of Kesner being with me were not mere figments of my imagination. She said, yes, I feel like I can call upon him 
anytime that I need to, and he is right here with me. However, she went on to say, but I try not to call on him too often because I worry that it takes him away from the band of angels in heaven. How selfless, I thought. I wasn't ready to let Kesner go and be with the angels. I wanted him with me. Maybe later, I thought. Right now I need him close. After all, it was the least that he could do since he did just up and die out of nowhere. Even though I was feeling selfish, it did help to know that someone so thoughtful and sound in her ministry had affirmed the possibility of a presence. As we prepared to leave the park that day, she said, Oh, by the way, I've been getting a lot of calls from members of Olivet. Apparently somebody made the announcement that your fiancé died. My fiancé, I thought. Where on earth did they get that from? Great. Now I have to go around correcting people. <laughs>